There it is. After being on a very, very long hiatus, we are officially back. The Ben Talk Podcast. I am your assistant superintendent, Rodney Lewis. We have the head honcho, El Jefe. My counterpart, the ball head bandit himself. Dr. Jason T. That's for Ty, by the way. Seafrit. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, sir. It's good to be back, isn't it? It is. You, do you know? Oh, by the way, I'd be remiss if I did not introduce Papa Chris. Papa he Chris wa- is in the house. Waved. Our last podcast was in May. Was it May? May, May 26th, episode 13. So that, we, did that, we talk about ice cream on that yes, one? Yes. Andy's. You enjoyed it. I haven't had Andy since then. <laughs> Well, you've been on the road, man. 20, down, 20 pounds down, baby. <laughs> no, I still love ice cream, but no Andy's for me. No Andy's. No, I've been on. I love it. Been on a good, uh, healthy diet. Yeah. I've been working out. Yeah. Is it? Is it just like, is it, why? Why such a switch? Because it was, it was it just was time. time. <laughs> it was time. I have a good friend named Dr. Lewis, and he says <laughs> there's always a time and place. There is. My mom told if me. It, if people don't know this, it's a little, been a little bit of a stressful run here the last three or yeah. four months for yeah. everybody. And Absolutely. so for me, I like to eat. And yeah. so when I'm stressed, and so I decided, you know what? Mm-mm. Let's exercise. Let's watch what we're eating. Let's eat yeah. a little bit cleaner. And that's what's happened 20 we're pounds later. Man. And we're going strong, man. Going strong. I love it. That's great. Well, Obviously, trying um, to be my best self. Your best, the best version of Doctor C. Actually, you know what? It, yeah. it takes our best self these days, doesn't it? It, it really does. does. I it mean, does. We're we're, ta- we're going to talk about plans and reentry yeah. and getting back, but it's going to take all of us to be our best selves. And, it's and certainly, that's, and that's you know, we're going to we'll get into that. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's where we're at, man. It's time to go. It is time to go. So first and foremost, um, please subscribe to our podcast. Um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you download and listen to your podcast. You know, this is a this is a very unique podcast because typically, you know, we're bringing in staff, but this is, I mean, at least in May was the last time that it was just you and I in here, um, and that one was about the closure. This is about the reopening. Yes. Um, you know, it's unique because we start in a few days. Papa Chris, you think this will be out by tomorrow? Okay, so this will be out by tomorrow, which means we'll be one day away from the first day of school. So as a superintendent, describe your initial thoughts in this pandemic opening school. Well, anytime you're getting ready to open a school, you you get that exciting feeling, right? I mean, we're excited about the year, but right now there's just a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good emotion, but it's it's uh it's been a long road since May to get to where we're at. And, uh, I, I'm, and I, I think the main word for me right now is thankful, thankful mm-hmm. for our staff, thankful for our fam- families. Thank you for our, our thankful for our community and our board, just everybody who makes the district and everybody knows that I say, you know, I use the word, the phrase SAS united a lot in those, but we truly are united and we could, we couldn't be where we're at today if we weren't. So we've gone through a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, a lot of mm-hmm. discussion, um, sometimes, you know, it, it's been tough to be honest with you. It's tough. It and, and, and this pandemic world that we live in is, is tough. And I say that there's a lot of people who are miserable right now. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a hard time, 
But man, we're raised, we're rising above it. We really are. And, and our theme this year is SCSD essential. And now is the time. And right. now is the time. Literally, we're going to be when they hear when you hear this podcast, we're going to be a day away from opening our our school buildings to children again. Students coming to our schools, and we could not be more excited to get there. So, my, my feeling is thankfulness. My feeling is still uh, really excited, but also there's there's a sense of uh, you know I hope everything goes okay. Absolutely, it, it's not going to be perfect. We've got some kids at home, some kids in person. We'll talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, we wanted to serve our kids where they're at and that's not going to be a perfect process but i can tell you we're gonna give it our best and we're really really excited about serving our families i think what ever since march but as you know as we started closer to reopening you know i'm really thankful for our staff you know and i'm thankful for our board support you know the 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 ability to be flexible in these times is critical mm-hmm. i'm especially when it comes from a staffing standpoint um and the commitment to want to come back yes you know I mean, the, the, the commitment from um, our staff, you know, by and large to say, no, we want to at least be with our kids for as long as we can be with them um, and our board for wanting yes. us to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I, you know, I'm excited. There's a little bit of anxiety. Um, obviously, um, this is just a unique time and you want it to go well. I totally agree. You know, I certainly want all of our staff members, regardless of the positions they hold, to be in a good space. I'm excited to come back. It's unique, but I, I tell you, and I know you feel the same way. It has been a long road. This has been the longest road toward the first day of school I've ever experienced in my life. As a principal, as Sister Sue, I mean, it has been, I mean, it has felt like months, years to get to this point of opening school. We just haven't seen it before. No. The summer has been, to be honest, it's been crazy. Yeah, it has. But I can tell you, I love my job. I know yeah. you love your job. Absolutely. I love our school district. I love Absolutely. what we do. And, and again, from not uh, not from the top down, but from our board of education to mm-hmm. our central office team, to our building administration, to all of our directors, mm-hmm. to our teaching staff, to our support staff, to mm-hmm. students and families. And there are, we have a lot of community supporters. That's the SSD, the SESD. And to me, we are truly united and we could not get where we're at without everybody doing their essential part. And Absolutely. I mean that. And we're, we're to the point now on August 27th, we're going to open our doors. We're going to have real life students in our classrooms yeah. once again. Not all of them will right. have, you know, we're still about that 65, 35 split or, or, or mm-hmm. 35 being at home. And uh, we're going to serve our kids. We're going to reach, teach, and empower, like our mission says, wherever they're at. And it's because our teachers and our staff can do that. Absolutely. And um, that's what we're going to do. And so it, it's it's exciting, um, but it's it's also a time of it's uh, we're working our tails off to get there, and uh, and we're finally there on Thursday. Absolutely. And and you know, I mean, with all the the, the changes, and you've stated this in every communication you send to the family, every communication you send. To our staff, things can change. Things can change. And I don't know why. And maybe it's just me. It just feels like once our kids come back into the building, there's a, okay, we're back. So now things are put in place for them to come back. Well, there's a lot of unknown. Yeah. And there's, it's a very emotional char- charging time as well. I mean, mm-hmm. people are emotionally charged up or they're they're just drained. Everybody's, I mean, everybody has a job, everybody has a uh-huh. family, you know, and, and the pandemic really makes life hard. Absolutely. So there's a real pandemic going on, and then this is it's it's a it's a very serious time, and so um, for us, we're doing what we think is best for our community, mm-hmm. and we're gonna again. I keep saying this: things can change. We have plans to be able to change on a dime if we need to, but right now we are serving kids in person and 
online and we couldn't be ha- happier about doing that. So. Absolutely. We've talked about the long road to get to this point, but there are a lot of pieces behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And one of those pieces, and you facilitated was getting our reentry plan in place and creating that task force. Tell our community about the task force and the reentry plan and how those two came together. So task force started um, early June or mid June. And we thought we, you know, in our school district, everything starts with collaboration and get people to the table and start having conversations. And so we knew it was important for us to be able to put our best plan, our best foot forward. We needed to get people in the same room. And so we brought about 25 people um, our SCA, which is our teaching leadership group, mm-hmm. um, our serve, our support staff leadership group, and our transportation leadership group. So we had staff from all three of those major areas. Um, in board the, members. Board members in the group, administrators, parents that were administrators or, or staff members, um, like I said, teachers, um, and then all of our directors. Because all of our directors, food service, maintenance, Transportation. Technology, transportation, mm-hmm. business, you name it. I mean, that, that's the backbone of the operation. And so they all needed to be there as well. And so about 25 of us met about four times, two and a half hours a piece at, at a time and really created what we would call our basic reentry plan. And that's where everything was kind of drawn up and, and really got all the details together of what the basics look like. So what did it look like for in-person? What did it look, well, wh- what did our primary plan look like? And we felt like very quickly it was going to be a choice. Families would have a choice between in-person and then also the virtual. And then could the district have a hybrid plan and also an all virtual plan? Right. Again, the whole thought was, could we have several plans ready to go, which we do. So then if with this ever-changing pandemic, we could change on a dime. We don't want to change. We don't want Absolutely. things to change, but things evolve. And this pandemic changes things very quickly. And so our primary plan is giving them a choice, uh, families either in person or uh, virtual. And then there's a lot to that, but we got that all settled as well. And then the uh, and then we really worked on, well, since the basic plan, what evolved from there then is what does that in-person learning look like in terms of all the health protocols, putting right. all the question questionnaires and the health checks in, in order. What does the clinics look like? We worked with the St. Charles County Health Department a lot on what the guidelines were for all of that and to make sure people are safe as possible in the buildings. And then the virtual piece was something that we had to kind of transform as well exactly. and kind of evolve. And so that's where a lot of things came in. And quite honestly, we had some tough times with that because we looked at our all access plan. Are we going to have synchronized or are we going to have asynchronized learning? And, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up in a pretty good spot. I feel like, you know, we heard our families and heard our staff that, you know, we quite weren't ready for the K through eight synchronous learning. So we did split the the virtual and the in-person. But at the high school level, the best plan right now is to go with a synchronous learning where the, the student is either in the classroom or at home connected with our teacher at the same time. And we're really excited about that because there's really nobody else in the area doing that. No, it's extremely innovative and we're going to touch on that. But before we dive down into the actual in-person and virtual piece, I I think what I find interesting just working alongside you is just how much collaboration goes into working with the health department. Yeah. So I'm fortunate because I get a chance to see this every day, but share with our SESD community about how you work with the health department and the area superintendents so um, to th- collaborate. That's a great thought. Thanks for bringing me back kind of to the, I got to you, the brother. path. I got you. Brother. I like to get in the weeds quickly. I, I got you, brother. Um, because, the, the, you know, the details are, need to be there and we right. have great details. But so all along, we're meeting through the summer about four times, like I said, with the task force, I was also meeting 
with the not only the St. Charles County superintendents, which is a was which is five of us in the county, all of the St. Louis regional superintendents were meeting weekly as well. And that mm-hmm. that's important because you get a lot of information, a lot of collaboration of exactly what's happening in the other school districts. And we all feed off of that sure. and work together and support each other. So I got a great support system with the St. Louis region as well as the St. Charles County region of superintendents. And then with our health department, hand in hand with them, almost weekly meetings through the through the um, summer as well. So when we get, we're getting guidelines, we're getting recommendations from them, we're getting specific information about metrics and things from them, we can directly take that information and use it towards our reentry plans with our task force. And so it goes hand in hand. And we did that all summer long to get to the point now where we then had a basic plan and then how do we move that forward sure. and evolve and, and really get it, get it to a, f- a final product that we have today and get ready for Thursday. So a lot of collaboration, a lot of meetings, Mm-hmm. A lot of conversations, a lot of formal, informal, a lot of, a lot of, hey, pick up and talk to Dr. Kane at Wentzville or Dr. Debray in um, Fort Zumwalt, um, Dr. Hoven in Francis Howe, Dr. Muzzy in Orchard Farm. A lot of conversations with the health department and just, again, lots of collaboration of what is, what's best for our district, what's best for the county, what, right. what's, what St. Louis County doing, and just making sure then we're balanced with uh, what our approach is. And that's, that's how we got to what we did for, in terms of our reentry plan for our school district. I think if you're not in public education or if you're not in central office, you would think that you are working in isolation to do this, right? That you, maybe you don't, maybe you chat with the other superintendents in the county and through, um, in the St. Louis area, or you, you chat with the health department once or twice, but there are some serious conversations going on daily, yes. multiple times a day to arrive to these decisions. There are. And I can tell you any leadership position you're in, if you're not listening, you're not leading, right? You've got to listen. Now that doesn't mean that you're not going to take information, mm-hmm. you know, Wentzville is a bigger school district. They're on the western side of our county. We're on the eastern side of our county, and we're smaller. And and our and our demographics are different. And just there's just different things. And so we're not just gonna. It's not gonna be a a, a one size fits all. And we're right. not gonna just say, oh, just because somebody else is doing something, we're gonna do it. But you better believe it that I'm listening, that we're collaborating, and we're gonna make sure we have all the pieces in place to make the best decisions for our school district. And that's what a leader does. They listen, they collaborate. And then when it's time to make a decision and time to formulate, they do that mm-hmm. to their best ability. And, and then they, and then you got to communicate the plan. Absolutely. And that's what we're doing. As we were transitioning from task force to reentry plan, to communicating the reentry plan, to fielding questions, then determining how we were going to approach virtual, what was the most difficult thing for you? I think just making sure that we're, we were communicating clearly because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like we just, you know, we kind of got in the weeds a little yeah, bit. You're yeah. like, hey, let's pull it back out and get right. it. So you can get very weedy very quickly. And then just making sure that the, you know, you're talking 4,700, 4,800 students. You know, we have over 3,600 families. Right. And then, you know, our thousand or so staff members, making sure that they all hear the clear message and communicating that so people can understand it. Mm-hmm. It's great to communicate. But if people can't understand it and right. follow it, you're in trouble. And so to me, it's how do we communicate that clearly, the message. And, and, and I, you know, we've, we've learned a lot through this process. Sure have. And, um, you know, there's, there's plans that, quite honestly, that we made that we felt was the best interest. But how we communicate that, how do we get that message out, and how, does that re, how is that received by lots of different people and then be able to bring those people back together and then move forward is quite a process. 
And I feel like we did that by mm-hmm. listening and then bringing people together and saying, okay, here's the direction we're going and clearly communicate that message. That's a great segue into virtual learning. There you go. As well as in-person, but let's tackle virtual learning first. So for our SCSD community, explain to them and unpack for them what virtual learning at, at the various levels, K through four, our intermediate slash middle, as well as our high schools. So our K through four virtual learning will be, they will be with one primary, with one teacher, and they will pretty much all day long, every day, be in a virtual type of setting with their teacher. And that doesn't mean they're going to be on screen all day, Mm -hmm. but there'll be recorded. There'll be also live sessions and they'll be working with a teacher and pretty much get everything virtually for their instruction. On the other hand, we'll have K through eight students who are in person working with, with full-time teachers as well. And they're all of our teachers. Um, on the curriculum. It's going to be the same curriculum. It's just going to be in two different formats, either in-person or your virtual. Right. At, at, the, at the secondary level, 9 through 12, because of a few other things and some key, key factors with our, with our secondary are, one, scheduling. We have a lot of kids that take different classes, electives, higher level classes, and it's really, really hard to go all of a sudden just pull teachers sure. out for virtual. It changes your whole, whole, your whole schedule. I, I think... Um Dr. Tormala said we offered over 200 courses. There you go. Some, something, something. So like just that. to pull teachers yeah. out to do that is almost impossible. Right. As well as you have to be careful because we're looking at social distancing. We're looking at making sure the classrooms are as safe as possible. And if you're pulling teachers out to teach virtual, do you have less teachers to be teaching in person? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like two things happen. One, when we adjusted to that, to the elementary level, we did a really nice job of repurposing. You did right. a great job, by the way. Right. Repurposing positions right. to make sure that we had enough teaching positions that we could allow those class sizes to be within our regular ranges still, and we're really excited about that. At the high school level, we did go with the synchronous learning. So if you are meaning, even if you're in the classroom or you're at home, you are clicked into that classroom for that hour or whenever, how long that is, mm-hmm. Um, for that classroom and you are clicked into your teacher off of a webcam off of zoom or you're in the classroom and you are directly connected to that instruction in the classroom so and that's that's pretty innovative same teacher teaching virtual kids as well as in-person kids at the same time at the secondary level and there's not a whole lot of people doing that in the st louis region that that this model has taken off across the country um, but we're one of very few that are doing it here. And again, it's all possible because mm-hmm. of our teachers' willingness to give it a try. None of this is going to be perfect. Absolutely. We might have technology issues. We might have, you know, but I can tell you with what our tech department has done, what, with what our curriculum department has done, and what we have to offer our staff and students, we are really equipped to, to get this done. And so, again, our kids are going to be, their, their needs are going to be met either at home or in the classroom. K through eight, it's primarily going to be a separate separate space. But nine through twelve, you are all connected together, meaning you are in your classes either at home or in the classroom, and that's that's pretty powerful. Absolutely, I think you know. So we call that SCSD all access. Yes, and on all those levels, like if we start K through four, I am most proud that all of our teachers, whether it's virtual whether it's in person, there are there already are staff members, certificated staff members. And so high quality teachers either teaching virtually or in person. We have been able with the flexibility of our teaching staff in the moment to be able to fully staff virtually 
as well as in person with our own staff. So we didn't have to hire, you know, new faces to the district. And to be very honest with you, I'm not sure this is the time to hire new faces to our district to teach kids in a virtual setting. Um, but we've been very fortunate to do that. We are very fortunate that it, there are some components to all access that will be a, at Jefferson and Hardin. Yes, for elective classes. Mm-hmm, for elective classes. And obviously, um, I don't know how we do virtual without all access at the secondary level. I mean, I just I think it's so innovative and I'm a huge proponent. I'm a huge fan. I'm just a fan of it because I think it allows us to keep the school day going forward, but it allows kids to get the same high quality instruction, whether they're virtually or in person from our staff. And our teachers are ready. Yeah. There's a little nerve, you know, there's a little nervousness to it because it's new, but they're going to get in there. We get, we're going to get in a groove and get it going. And, and when we see our kids being able to be connected directly in the classroom mm-hmm. and without skipping a beat, either in person or at home, that's powerful. I totally agree. And if, uh, you know, again, we're in a pandemic. If you have kids that have to quarantine or if you have kids, and again, it's not just COVID, but there are, if you have symptoms, yeah. uh, you know, the game is... You call it a game, call it life, call it whatever you want. It's changed. Uh-huh. And the, this pandemic, has, COVID has changed it. For, it's forced us to look at things differently. And so the virtual process and the virtual piece of learning is here. It mm-hmm. was here before pandemic, and we, and it's going to be here after the pandemic. We have to be ready for it. And expand on that because, you know. So Yeah, go ahead. I will. No, go, so, the, go. so the two pieces of that are, one, we have to be ready for virtual. I'll talk about that in just a second. But uh-huh. how do we allow our staff and our students to be as trans, as transitional or as flexible as possible? Because you're going to have kids that might have to be out for a couple of days if they have symptoms. You know, having sniffles and a headache and a sore throat mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I'm tough to go to school. That, that's not happening anymore. Yeah. We had to change our attendance incentives. Like we're, we, we can't say, oh, you, you have full uh, 100% attendance so you don't have to take finals. That can't happen anymore. We have to keep the biggest thing we have to do is keep sickness out of our buildings or keep it isolated. And that's what we're working on. So saying that we have to be able to be flexible in what that looks like for kids back and forth and just be ready for anything. If we have to go to full virtual at some point or hybrid system, what plan gives us the best opportunity to do that? Right. And so we feel like we've got it. We've got a combo of, we have pulled out some of our teachers at the K through eight level. And we understand that's where we're at, but also the high school level. Now it is basically you, it's all access. That's truly what it is. And so speaking about all access in terms of the virtual piece, you know, there is a movement of virtual learning already happening in the state of Missouri. Mm -hmm. And so we already have students who have chosen to go the virtual route for whatever reasons, whatever their needs are. And we have to be able to meet that. And we have to meet that now in a variety of ways. And so having the, first of all, having the technology, shout out to Kevin Wrenchmiller and his department because it's amazing. When you're talking, you know, we're one-to-one, basically K through 12. Mm -hmm. Every child has a device. That's Mm -hmm. big. Internet access is a huge deal. We're giving out hotspots. We're looking at what internet access looks at home. I mean, to be able to have kids have that from their school district is 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 key. Mm-hmm. And so having all those things in place and then having the curriculum in place and then having your staff being able to to execute care, it, execute it. Right. Um, it, it's it's a powerful thing, not only for now, but also in the future, wow. because the more and more we can meet our kids wherever we're at, the more efficient. And to me, the bigger and the better ability that we have to reach, teach, and truly empower them wherever they're at. It, it feels, you know, it feels under the pandemic, there are certain things that will never go back to the way they were. 
I mean, in, in March, it was one way. And then after that, things have changed forever. And I think that virtual learning piece is one of them. I mean, I, I think we'll all look at virtual learning differently than we did at the this time last year. Well, and let's let's face it. Snow days change. Yeah. We can, and, and I know people are going to, you know, there's some thoughts out there. Oh, let kids be kids and let right. them have, we want them to go out and have a little fun in the snow day too, but we can have virtual learning days now. So we don't have to add on days in the summer time to go to school. And so call again, I, I don't want, I don't like calling it a game, right. but the game has changed. It's evolving. Right. And if we don't evolve with it in a pandemic or without a pandemic, we're going to lose out. And mm -hmm. we don't want to do that. We want to make sure we're on our game. We want to make sure that we're giving our staff our students and our families, we're serving them the best we can. And I think we're doing that. And I feel that's the best part about this is even though this is hard and even though this is hard for all of us, I know we are on that cutting edge and we are moving forward and doing things that we haven't done before. It stretched us, mm -hmm. but it stretched us in a good way. <laughs> but it stretches in a good way. Sure. And we, we learned have, a lot. And we have learned a, a whole lot. We learned a lot through but that. We, and I mean all of us, uh -huh. have stepped up to the plate. Yep. But we are so better off for it. I don't like the pandemic. I don't want it to continue to be here. I'm tired of it, just like everybody else. But the city of St. Charles School District is better for what we have gone through uh, of what we're, how we're serving our kids. And it has all to do with, with what our staff is willing mm -hmm. to do and able to do. And the PD that we have, the technology that we have, it's second to none. And I will continue to... to to praise that and sing the praises of what we have set up here in this district because this staff has done and the Board of Education has led us through this whole thing and uh, has set us up for success. And our families are coming along for the ride and we really appreciate the support. We and we couldn't do it without our, our SESD community. Yep. Definitely. Chris, what's the time? What are we clocking? 27. We were serious. We, 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 we just we, got, we after, got it. after it. Just, I mean, it just started and then we just... But that's kind of how we're at. We're we're at. It's now is the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big. You know, people say, "Oh, he likes to say a lot of cliches and he's got a lot of themes." But I, that's how I live my life. Mm -hmm. Now is the time. Mm -hmm. Every single person in this district, including our staff, our students, our our families, our community members, everybody, we are all essential. Mm -hmm. It's time to mask up. Right? Definitely, it's time to mask up. And it's time to get back to school on Thursday. Yep. Whatever that looks like for you as a student, bring it. Yep. Be engaged. Be ready to go. Because I know our teachers are ready. Mm -hmm. However they're teaching, virtually, they're asynchronous, ready. synchronous, they're ready. in person, our staff is ready. Our ministers are ready. Our, our custodians, you know, we didn't really talk a lot about the in-person, but everybody can look online and see our, you know, we've sent out our re-entry plan in terms of what our facilities have done to make sure we're clean, uh, we're safe. We have protocols in place, but we got a mask up. We're going to social distance the best we can, and we're going to go and we're going to reach teaching power, and we we're going to do it. And now is the time, and we are every single person is essential to get this done. Absolutely, our our approach to the pandemic, and you know, I I think it's leadership. I think it's size. I think it's thinking within the box as well as outside of the box. I mean, our approach to this whole thing leading up to Thursday. Bar none, second to none. Bar none, second to none. I mean, I wholeheartedly believe in everything we've done to start school on Thursday. I really do. I do, too. And it hasn't been perfect. Nope. It's been a little clunky at times. It's, it's been flawed. And yep. you know what? It's going to be flawed. It's not going to be perfect. Right. And, and I but, keep saying But the this best too. we can do. Oh, it's the best we can do. And I can tell you this. I, and, I, and I've been saying this, too. Let's give each other grace. Yeah. 
Definitely. Let's just be kind. Yeah. And let's make sure that we understand that everybody's going to do their best. Yeah. I told our teachers, our teachers want to do such a good job. They're perfectionists. And I've been going around a lot of the classrooms just so they can see and hear my voice and say, it's going to be okay. Yep. Just do your best. Your best is, is good enough. And if the technology breaks down or something happens or we've got to do an extra call for a kiddo at home or what does the in-person kiddo look like? We're going to figure out yeah, if we have, if we get some illness in our building, what do we, we have protocols in place to take care of that and isolate it. Trust the process, right? We always say that trust the process, give each other a little grace and let's get this journey going. It's time. It's been a long time and I'm ready been. for kids on Thursday. I am too. Papa Chris, yes, it's been a while, yes. but you have a minute. Papa Chris, that's, I know you've been thinking about something earth shattering earth shattering and it's profound i you know what i'm not sure if i do have anything earth shattering and profound okay although i have had multiple months to consider this moment <laughs> I've, I've had literally like five months to prepare for a one minute chris yeah. if you don't give me something in 60 seconds man i might just consider just taking off the papa chris you've had four five months to think of something okay well i, I don't what you got i don't have a movie to review okay. i don't have any any no any, no food no food okay um but i did want to take at least a portion of my minute okay. to, to thank all the the city of st charles school district teachers um for all the work that they put in mm -hmm. uh, during the pandemic the end of of springtime and all the work that they've done through the summer and then all the work they're, they're going to do with our students coming back. My wife is a teacher for the for a different district across the river, and I know how much work these folks put on just to get the school year started. They're technically not even working, and mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're getting the classrooms prepared. They're doing um, um, plans. They're organizing. They're rearranging. In any particular summer, a teacher is working their, their tails off to prepare for this. And I've, as you guys have mentioned, this is not any other summer. So to, to do all that, to be a husband, a wife, a father, a, a mother, um, a friend, a family member, and to be a teacher on top of that and to care for your kids just as much as you care for your own personal kids mm -hmm. and your family members and to, to help bring all our communities through this, this tough and difficult time is something that shouldn't be lost on anyone and has uh, certainly not been lost on me. So thank you to all our teachers out there. I love it. Hey, do you have a an applause button? Give yourself an applause for that one. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Chris. I think I think you brought it. I thank you, sir. Thank you. He always rises to the occasion. That's it. We are it's looking time. forward to Thursday. It's time. Um, we are, and just a plug. Uh, you know, our our sports teams are fully in. We've mm -hmm. got football games this Friday that I can't wait to get to. We had a scrimmage last. Uh, last Friday, volleyball scrimmage tonight. Um, kids are back. Kids are active. Um, again, we're in a pandemic, so we're going to take this day by day. I just checked numbers right now. We're checking the metrics daily. Mm -hmm. um, we we hope to keep everybody safe, learning wherever they're at. We're going to stay connected. We're going to stay communicated. You know, together communicate, and um, we are literally united in this together. So then we're going to take it step by step. And again, I can't, can't uh, emphasize enough, emphasize this enough. Everybody is essential at this point. And now is the time. Now is the time. SCSD community, we love you. Thank you for supporting us. We are so happy and so thrilled to be back on the 27th to start school for the first day for our students and our community. On behalf of our superintendent, 
Dr. Jason Seifert and Papa Chris. I am Rodney Lewis, your assistant superintendent of human resources here in the city of St. Charles School District. We are officially back Thursday. Can't wait. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, see ya. ya.